Hello, fitness professionals. Uh, welcome to another Fit Professional podcast. I am the host today again, uh, Brett Campbell. Um, and today I have a very special guest with me, um, a good friend of mine. And I'll tell you a little bit more about this gentleman in a moment. Um, but uh, today we're going to be talking about some really cool things in regards to um, basically how you can get more clients who are going to stay, pay, and refer. So the guy I'm going to introduce you to, I met uh, this person coming up probably two to three years ago, um, and I was actually introduced to this guy um, or found out about this guy whilst I was over in America. Um, so I was over in America, mastermind, um, learning about all things internet marketing, um, and it was quite quite funny, actually. The um, One of the gentlemen over there, um, Josh Carter, his name is, he uh, mentioned to me, because I'm from the Gold Coast, he goes, oh, do you, I know someone from the Gold Coast. Uh, and he goes, do you, have you heard of uh, Nick Peel? And I'm like, um, no, I've never heard of him before. And uh, the funny thing was that it, it took an American to introduce us together. Um, we only live about an hour apart from each other. And, and I basically got home from America, took action, and um, ended up meeting up with this guy. And um, from that day forward, uh, you know, we've, we've formed a great relationship. Um, every time we chat, we we have to um, tell each other that we've got to get off the phone versus... Um, trying to find excuses to leave. Um, so I guess, you know, we have some great conversations around all things business and marketing. Um, we've both got a serious passion in this area. Um, and, and I guess what, what I'll do is, is I'm just going to throw the food in the deep end and say, Mick, tell us a little bit about yourself, mate, and um, give us a bit of that background about, um, you know, your, your marketing and, and business skills, I guess. Cool, man. Thanks for the intro. Um I've been working on the web for 16 years now, so there's a bunch of different things I could talk about, but I started off kind of in production with, you know, design and programming, and then made my way up to project management, and then working on, you know, really big web stuff, so portals, intranets, things like that, and then got into online marketing full-time about, I think about four years ago now, maybe four and a half years ago. And, um, yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride since then, and it's great not working for the man anymore. And, you know, you, you still have clients as such, but it's much different to the days when you're working a career or a job. And, um, you know, that's one of the many reasons I love online marketing and, and I guess, uh, online business in general. You know, the freedom it gives you. Yeah, couldn't agree more, buddy. Um, that, that's what it's all about, isn't it? I bet you're probably sitting at home right now in your undies. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my dog's next to me. Yeah, just hanging out pretty much. Yeah, making scones for morning tea. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, mate, I, I, your background, in, and I mean, I know this, and I think it would be important for the listeners to give you a bit of better, uh, a better, a better, it's the first time on your lips too, by the way, a better understanding of, of your background. Now, I know personally you've worked with some of the um, highest level internet marketers in the world, and and you've had some pretty profound results. Um, so would you like to just give us a bit of an overview on a couple of those um, instances where you've worked with these people and what the results you actually produce? Yeah. Um, all right. Again, there's a lot of things I could talk about there, but let me give you some specifics just from the, um, the most recent history in the last kind of two to three years. Um, the I released a social media marketing program and specifically it was um, about Facebook ads and lead generation um, and that came out in the start of, geez, what is that now, 2011 and um, I was using webinars as my, you know, my main promotional kind of tool and my conversion method and within... That launched in January, and within about six, six and a half months, I'd managed to bring in just over 1,500 clients um, for the the um, the paid membership site that I put together, and that was at you know $1,000 a pop. So that was um, that was great. And during that time, you know, I got to work with oh, almost everyone um, up the top of the online marketing industry, and there's there's, you know, so many people from like Rich Efren, Eben Pagan, Ryan Dice, uh, Mike Hill, Rob Grant, Rana Rossi, 
Ross Bronson, like all sorts of John Reese. You know, there's just so many people in there that were promoting my program and endorsing me, and I got to do a lot of uh, stuff over in the States. And, um, yeah, that was that was a great time. But since then, in the past two years, I've just been focusing on the kind of philosophy that less is more. So, you know, back then I was dealing with literally thousands of people and customers. Um, but these days I, I rather keep a kind of small inner circle of the, the more advanced type mentoring programs. Cool. So um, I guess a couple of things that popped up for me there was uh, you, you mentioned webinars. Just so people, if, if they are listening to this, they're not 100% sure on webinars um, and what they are, can you just give us a quick description on what a webinar is? Yeah, buddy. Um, it's a good point because some people have no idea what that word means. Um, webinar is basically a... <laughs> it's like a language to us, isn't it? It's, it's almost like gospel and you, I guess it's that sometimes you, you've got to... Um, you know, spell it out because, you know, mm. hey, look, if we're in it, they might not be in it. So um, yeah, yeah, give, us, give us your description of a webinar, mate. Cool. Um, so webinar is basically a, a web seminar, um, and a seminar in its, you know, most basic format is a speaker uh, presenting to a collection of people. So with a, a webinar, a web seminar, not only do you have the... Um, the audio aspect where the audience is listening, but they can also see, uh, for example, your slideshow that you're showing them or even perhaps uh, a video feed. So it's, it's quite similar to, to watching, um, you know, a live uh, event that might be happening, but via your computer. That's basically what happens. And you've, you've got a few bonus features as well where you can kind of interact and uh, if you're in the audience, you can send through questions to the, you know, presenter in real time, and they can respond to it. Um, so they're um, they're just good, and they of course they they kind of align perfectly with my type of business and my lifestyle, where it's uh, you know a lot of time it's working from the MacBook wherever I am. So I need to be kind of mobile and on the go, and and it doesn't really take much. All you need is that kind of internet connection and a and a headset to to run webinars from your just a laptop. Mm. Yes, it's an amazing. Um you know, I guess a, um, an amazing tool to be able to use to reach out to the thousands of people and, you know what I mean, you know how much work it takes to actually set up a proper seminar where people come to a facility that oh, yeah. you where where this just really cuts that down and um, allows you to get straight to the point, doesn't it? So I, another thing that um, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you you were pretty, back in 2011, um, you were heavily involved in Facebook and um, you know, the whole thing of, of generating leads from Facebook and um, that's something that I've been heavily involved in in the last couple of years myself as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so um, I, I guess if, if we were to look at, first of all, let, let's look at Facebook as a tool for personal trainers. Um, now, I've, I've, I've done an episode, um, I think it was my second episode where I talked about different Facebook strategies and so forth, but as we both know, you know, there's, there's no limit to strategy. There's just the limit of, of action taken. Um, so let's let's hear some of your Facebook tips that you find um, would work really well or, or what do you think a personal trainer um, should be thinking about prior to even starting to invest in ads because I, I know many people who come to me and say, oh, I'm running ads already, but there's a whole lot of things that I can see that they're missing and I guess you'd say that's just flushing money down the toilet. So, um, give us give us your just your overview on on Facebook and how where to start from. Yeah, um, good good way to frame it. So, for people in the you know basically the fitness and weight loss industry, when you're thinking about Facebook, you really want to get into um, the mind and start thinking about your your target audience based upon how they are now, not how they want to be. So don't focus on on just finding people that are you know already into fitness, for example, um, because a lot of a lot of your target audience you know haven't they haven't started with cardio or, or weights or, or whatever, even an eating plan, and so really start to think about. Um, your your target audience and the avatars, um, but basically getting down to an everyday level where um, it's you know it's mass market stuff, not just people that are already in the gym. So that's uh, that's definitely a good starting point. 
um, over from that, um, it's all about content and specifically rich media. So um, photographs at the very least, good photographs, but over from that um, interactive stuff. Um, so videos that you're broadcasting, but also video conversations so that people can submit stuff and then you can you know, respond as well. Giving them something to watch and engage with is, is definitely very important rather than just you know, putting in fitness quotes or some inspirational you know, paragraph for the day to try and help people. Yeah, cool. So let, let, let's just talk to that a little bit because I'm a massive advocate on education-based marketing um, where, you know, it's, it's, I feel it's our duty um, and we'll call ourselves marketers because we all are, whether you're, you know, you call yourself a personal trainer or not, you're really a marketer. Um, mm. It's our duty to um, educate our prospects on the benefits of taking up business with us. So you touched upon there the importance of video and um, I couldn't agree more with that. And, and a quick example, actually, it's quite funny that you say that because about half an hour before this call, um, we got sent a link through um, from this lady and um, she created a six-minute YouTube video and it was addressed to me. Um, and basically it was her, um, long story short, she was trying to sell me something, um, but the way that she went about it definitely gave her more traction than she would have if she was just to, to write me a letter because we, we get dozens of people emailing in a day saying, hey, Brett, we really reckon you should sell this or you should promote this or this is great. But the, the value of the video there, just it, it actually made me um, you know, take a second glimpse and, and even still to this, to this moment, I'm still processing the fact that, you know what, she's gone to do that. You know, and, and I guess for someone like me, I see the, the effort that actually goes into it. You know, it's a six-minute video, but then she had to upload it. She had to sit down and work a script out. And, you know, so there, there could have been a couple of hours worth of work put into that just to reach out to me. So from your experience um, in regards to videos, um, what sort of things have you seen or um, done yourself that have had a great impact with videos? Um, definitely... Keep it, keep it kind of moving, so to speak. So whether you were um, doing a video that was uh, kind of graphics and text that you're speaking over or a talking head uh, video, keep things moving so it's not just the same picture um, for a long duration. So if you're going to do a talking head video uh, and you're you know, holding the camera in front of you, do it while walking around, you know, for example, so that the background's actually moving and you're moving. Um, so it's, it's definitely a, a big part of what makes um, people engage and pay attention to videos or else what happens is they kind of go into multitask mode. So if they realize nothing's kind of visually changing or that, that's stimulating, they'll just revert to listening mode and often, you know, they'll jump over in another browser and they'll just passively listen but they're not really paying attention, so that's what you don't want. But, um, you know, it's like anything you're watching on a you know, computer or YouTube or at the movies, you want it to be kind of visually engaging, it's not just um, something to listen to. It has to be something to look at as well. You know, and yeah. if you can't do that, just find people. Um, there's plenty of folks on the web that will do that type of work real cheap, so don't, don't hold back on it, you know, and don't let it be a kind of obstacle or stumbling block just get it done, shoot it or script it out and and record it and then, you know, hand it over, outsource it to someone that can cut it and title it and put all the all the flash stuff that it needs and then um you know put it up on the web. That that's a that's a really valuable point that you, you mentioned there and, and that's the difference of, of actually being recognised and noticed versus not because if you look at YouTube how many videos actually going up a day and and it could be just someone sitting there in front of their computer. Um you know, and, and like you said, and, and I've, it's quite funny you say that because I've actually been watching certain videos and I'll just switch to another browser because there's nothing else happening but the voice, um, which I guess if we go back to a marketing standpoint, there's, there's, a, there's a few underlying psychological reasons why you'd want to do that. Um, and I, I think a, a lot of it is, is one, like you said, is keeping the engagement of the, the person um you know, obviously watching or listening, but it's it's more because um, I, I guess I like I, I listened yesterday to uh, um, John Benson talk about his video sales. Um, you you've, you would have heard of John Benson, who's the guy who created 
um, all video sales that is in there, talking about psychological triggers and how you can um, keep engagement with, with users. And one of the things that he talks about is like pattern interrupts and, and interruption-based marketing um, type of formats. And what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to do that right now and just to give everyone a lesson, and what I'm going to ask you, Nick, is this is a totally off-ball question, um, but if someone's just sitting there and they're on the treadmill right now, they're probably listening with far more impact right now to what I'm about to say because there could be something interesting about to happen. Um, so we're going to um, play a segment with you right now. It's called Shoot, Shag, or Marry. I'm going to say some females' names, and you need to tell me if you're going to shoot them, shag them, or marry them, Okay. It's just to demonstrate a pattern interrupt, or well, this it's is just something you always do. This is a, this is a definite um, pattern interrupt. So, and, and right. the, the, dem- the demonstration is this because you know people are going to want to know now. Okay, what's this guy like? Because they're going to judge you. They will judge you based off this. So. <laughs> All right. So, what so, are the options? Shoot, shag, or marry? <laughs> yep. And I'm going to say um, three people's names, and you need to tell me whether you're going to shoot, shag, or marry them. Okay. So, right. first one. And you have to start straight away. You know, you can't sit there and think about how people are going to perceive you. <laughs> yep. yeah. Okay. Beyonce. Shagger. Susan Boyle. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. You took too long. <laughs> it sounds so mean to shoot her, but if that's the only option, then I, I won't be picking the others. Let's put it that way. She's good to listen to. That's all right. Take your stance, brother. Take your stance. Um, and the last one, Oprah. Oh, kind of the same, I guess. I definitely wouldn't <laughs> shag or marry Oprah. <laughs> so, but I wouldn't shoot her, so I'll listen to her as well. How about that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you sort of stayed on the fence here a little bit, didn't you? You, you took the good road. <laughs> so I guess, um, you know, the, the whole point of just doing that right there um, stems from that whole thing about pattern interrupts and going back to videos, right? The, yep. the importance of that. Um, so let's let's give these um, the listeners a couple of examples that we could um, you know that they could actually utilize when it comes to videos. So I'm going to put you on the spot here and get some quick thinking from you. If, if I'm a personal trainer and I want to do a video of some sorts, what what's an example that I could go and film this afternoon? All right. Well, if you're starting from scratch. First bit of advice would be resist the urge to just talk about yourself and just do a 180. Start to think about what your clients or your target audience is dealing with, or even just you know raising questions that you get asked previously or maybe in common, um, and make videos about the response and the solutions, and you know start to put that content out there. Make it your content always has to be about them because that's all they're thinking, what's in it for me. Um, so that, to a degree, don't really care about you. Initially, yeah, you know, getting authority and social proof, those are important, yep, I get that, but really video content should always be about them. So the first, you know, like three to five seconds should immediately tell them, you know, one big promise that they're going to get, bang, straight up, get them, you know, kind of get their attention. And then from there, you know, give them a bit of an overview about what you're talking about over the next three or five or ten minutes and um, keep it segmented. But it's always a, it's always storytelling. You're not there to, you know, present a documentary. Don't get too rigid. Um, keep things flowing. Um, but always, you know, speak directly to your audience as if it was one-on-one, not, you know, not as though you're on TV presenting to millions of people. Yeah, fantastic. And the, the big point I got out of that and couldn't agree more with is the the opening three to five seconds. You know, it's, it's just like a web browser that, you know, people are going to make a decision based on the first three to five seconds of watching your video. Um, mm. Now, how how I, you know, if, if you look at this and you just look at YouTube as it currently stands, they've got now, ad, obviously they've, they've had it for a while, but how they structure their ads now. So ads are on the start of a video, if, of course, the, the person who put the video up has, has you know, taken on ads, um, so it's not on every video, just make that clear. The first five seconds, they'll show you the first five seconds of that 30-second advertisement. You notice when you go to um, click on it, it'll say skip ad in five seconds, four, three, two, one. 
Now, the other day, or actually one of the first times ever, I watched the video and then the, the five-second ad came up and it captivated that in the first five seconds that I watched the whole 30-second advertisement. And now I'm contemplating on buying this piece of equipment. It was, um, there was a, a video camera that stood on a, or that worked on a sliding um, rod of sorts and it moved to music. It's, um, and, and for me, like that first five seconds, they had five seconds to captivate me, and, and it did that. So you can see the importance of um, the first five seconds because there was no way, shape, or form when I was going to watch the video, the desired YouTube clip, I was thinking about buying a video camera that moved to music. Um, so let, let's, let's run through a couple of examples then um, if, if you were to, to go and do your video on you know, what, what a few opening statements could be. Um, and, and then I'll kick you off with one because, I mean, the fitness industry, I guess, is, is more my domain, Nick, but you'll be able to give us examples in, in other industries as well um, to get people triggered. And, and I think if we looked at one for a video, um, like if, if you're sitting there, you're listening to this now and you've got about, you know, 20 minutes spare this afternoon, get on your iPhone. And even if you're doing a, you know, it's got reverse camera now, you can reverse film yourself. The first opening five seconds would be something like, I, in, the, yeah, in the next two minutes, I'm going to tell you the fastest and safest way possible to lose those last 10 kilos. So that right there is, um, I guess, an opening statement that if someone's watching that and they're wanting to lose 10 kilos, they're definitely going to stay attractive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let, let's, um, we're not here to, to hear me talk so much, so I don't want to hear you talk, brother. So um, mm-hmm. give, us, give us a couple of those examples, mate. That you think would be beneficial, or that you've seen in the industry that really have an impact, and it doesn't have to be fitness related. Yeah, got you. Well, again, the the I follow one particular and specific formula, which is just make a big promise that's relevant to your audience. So, no matter what you know, kind of niche or industry you're in, figure out what it is that they're looking for, and that becomes your promise. So rather than, you know, for example, saying a weight loss program, which does imply something, it really is about, you know, those last 10 pounds or the, you know, the last little love handle around your belly or whatever it is, lose that particular thing. That's what you want to explain in your video. So um, just, just remember to be completely specific about, again, what, what's in it for them. Yeah, couldn't agree more, buddy. So one. Um, all right, let's let's change tack a little bit there, and there's, there's some really good things there. Just if you if you're looking to want to get videos done, it's, it's the, the take-home lesson there is just getting started and, and put them yeah. up online, um, and they don't need to be 100% completed. You know, 70% is good enough. Um, you know, and I, I just guess I look at the traction of when I first started doing videos to the quality we've got now. You know, so we've got a green screen and everything set up now, but we never started with that, um, <laughs> and and it's just about progression. So. Let's let's go back to um, webinars because I'm uh, I guess this is the sort of an area that I personally um, haven't um, had much experience in. It's, it's something that I've always um, you know thought about doing and and, uh, and I am going to get into it. But it, it's it's a, probably one of those things that I'll probably just throw in a uh, too hard basket at the moment because there's so many other things going on. So what would what advice would you give to um, a, a beginner who's looking to run webinars, um, what, what would your your strategies be behind that? All right, it'll depend on one thing. So you've got two different outcomes. Whether you have an existing you know, list or database of yep. customers and contacts or not. So if, if you do have any type of list or database, then you're in the best possible situation to be doing webinars um, and I'll, I'll explain one a bit and compare it to those that don't have a list. Um, really, webinars come down to three main things. The first one is contacting a, a, a targeted audience to invite them to register for the webinar. And you do that via um, usually just a three-day email sequence that's loaded up and it sends out. So if you're now presenting a webinar on a Thursday, for example, you'd start mailing Tuesday and then Wednesday and then Thursday and there's a 
specific kind of formula to that, what's included in each of those emails, so that you get maximum registrations, but also the highest um, possible amount of people attending the call. Then once they're on the call, it's a process of um, sharing social proof, educating people, answering questions. And then from there, the next step is conversion and specifically monetization. So one of the many great things about webinars is that uh, more often than not, you're making money instantly on the spot. So cash, you know, in the in your PayPal or in your merchant account or whatever it is, um, straight away after the webinar. It's not something you've got to wait for days or weeks to actually see results. So those are the the main steps involved with it. So again, those were the list. You can set that up and basically have it monetized. You know, money that you're leaving on the table right now, you can have that in your account within seven days from now. Now, for people that don't have a list, it's a, a different process because you've actually got to go out and either buy traffic or find someone that does have a list and then you can JV with them so that they'll promote you know, your product or service or program to their list for revenue share. But that's the, um, that's the, the basic overview of how to get started with them. Mm, cool. And I guess just for the for the people who are thinking, well, where do I go? It's um, I know go to webinars. One of the good sources. Is there any any other ones, or is that the one you'd recommend? Yeah, that's the best place to get started. They've got yep. different price options, and um, there are definitely other ways to do webinars. Um, but go to webinars is pretty standard, and um, like I said, it, it does the job. Yeah, sure, fantastic. So. Um, I guess, mate, someone like yourself who's, you know, you've, you've had a lot of experience in webinars and I'll, I'll definitely be talking to you more about that, um, you know, for someone like, like ourselves, um, you know, within the fitness industries, you know, we've got a, a large list that we've been able to accumulate um, over time. And I guess a question for you with your experience in, in doing webinars and, um, you know, people that you know in the fitness industry, do you know anyone currently... Um, in the fitness industry who's using webinars, um, you know, to, with massive success? And if so, like, what, what, what are they trying to promote or what, what are they um, actually doing with it? <laughs> All right. I'll give you a big picture response to that. Um, fitness marketing, from what I know and the people, you know, I'm in contact with, uh, typically either directly involved with the internet marketing industry um, or they're, they're kind of trailing behind it. So it works like this. A lot of the stuff that we figure out and we do in the internet marketing community, industry specifically, um, is then shared or finds its way to the fitness marketing industry, you know, either pretty much instantly or maybe within a year or two behind what we're doing. Um, so there's, given that pretty much all of the top guys in the online marketing industry have been relying on webinars for their main, you know, cash flow and conversion model for many years, even though they promote and they teach other, you know, methods and systems and processes, it's, it's almost always, you know, like eight or nine out of 10 times, um, they're using webinars as the, the main source of income and the, the main way to convert all of the different um, communities or assets or lists that they have. And so, you know, based upon that, there'd be, I don't think it would be as high in the fitness marketing industry. And mm. it is it is slightly different because with online marketing, you know, it's mostly digital products, whereas in fitness marketing, digital products only represent a percentage of, you know, total money in your industry. A lot of it, of course, is um, personalized services, uh, whether it's you know, training in the gym or, or group workshops or things like that. So there, there is a slight difference. But, yeah, I, I guess that boils down to the wh whoever's leading your industry or whoever's ahead of the curve in the fitness marketing industry will definitely already be using webinars uh, at the very least for selling their, their digital products, you know, um, either e-books to download or membership site subscription type things. Um, and other guys, if they're, you know, really on the ball, will definitely be using that, um, that method to um, sell their services rather than having to deal with each prospect, um, you know, one at a time. 
you can speak to a hundred or you know even literally a thousand people at once and then convert all of them into paying customers at the same time it's it's massive leverage man it's beautiful mm, yeah it is it's it's um it's an amazing tool and and, and i mean I, I see the results that, that we're getting even just with um with videos and i guess the difference is um between a live webinar and um a recorded webinar, so they're two completely different things, and and I'm, and I'm sure that obviously the results are going to be far different. But even if you're someone who doesn't want to do a live webinar for, for whatever reason, you know, there's options there that you can, um, you know, even just use Camtasia or ScreenFlow, and you can actually record your own PowerPoint presentation on your uh, computer, and then you could even deliver that as if it was a webinar, right? Yeah, you you could um, look this massive difference between live webinar and uh, replay webinar. And it's the difference between, you know, you actually sitting in the audience at a live event with a public speaker on stage and, you know, the difference between that and you seeing a recording of it on a video, you know, at home on a little TV. Um, So massive difference with the conversions specifically. Now, um, as part of the, you know, the formula that I've always used, there is a three-day replay campaign that happens um, within the overall webinar project, um, and that's again because of monetization and conversion. You'll you'll almost always double um, what you made on the live webinar with that three-day replay campaign that that goes out with a sequence of emails, um, but it's still within that same fresh time frame of it happening, but you using an, a, you know, an autoplay webinar, say, ongoing or as, you know, this concept of evergreen, um, I've seen almost no one that gets that to work. Um, it's purely because people will watch a video, you know, like a sales video, but they don't want to sit there for, you know, three, three and a half hours to watch a, a webinar replay because they know it's going to run that long and they know it's not live and there's other things they could do and they can skip through the timeline and you know all that other stuff. So I have never bothered with autoplay webinars. Again, I do webinar replays directly after the live one, but if you're going to do that type of media you know, as an evergreen type thing, just make it a, a sales video and put it on a video sales page. And just like you said, man, you know, recording PowerPoint and then speaking into the microphone, keeping a lot shorter in terms of the the duration, and um, just do it that way. And, and that could even be a good place to start for people who are sitting there going, well, I'm not really sure about this whole webinar thing. Um, I mean, that, that's where I initially started. Now, I've ran webinars before, but I've, I've never actually um, sold products off the back of webinars, so I'm actually pretty excited to um, to uh, get that started and, and get it happening. Um, so really excited about that stuff. So, Nick, um, made in regards to, you know, we, we could sit here and talk for hours about different business ventures and, and lessons you've learnt in the industry and so forth. But look, I'm, I'm always interested in like what's one of your biggest lessons that you've, you've taken um, in the last four years of being involved in, in the internet uh, world, so to speak? <laughs> um, <laughs> trust. An account of, open account trust. for him, have I? <laughs> yeah, no, it's trust. Um, specifically, who to trust but also tr- trusting in myself a lot more. Um, and, yeah, so that's that. Um, but something that others can use, I'd say one of the biggest lessons over the last four years is, um, I guess, getting out of learning mode and into action mode. And that'll make perfect sense to personal trainers because you guys are you know, natural action takers. You get up in the morning and you go running and you tear your muscles and you, you, you do all that stuff automatically. Um, but yeah, just really avoid getting stuck in learning mode and confusing that for taking action because it's easy to do in marketing because um, you're there on the computer, right? But there's a difference between being on the computer and just kind of reading and watching and learning and, you know, sitting down and doing tasks and following instructions and the nitty gritty work that goes into setting up uh, campaigns that turn into your online marketing. Yeah. Value, very valuable lesson. I could agree more with that one because um, it was quite funny. Again, you say that, mate. It's, um, I'm sure you, you actually inside my head actually some of these times because I, I fell into a bit of a trap. Um, that's what she said. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just recently, um, 
in regards to being in education mode and or learning mode, you know. So just because you're, and let's use this podcast as an example, what what that um, means is you're just listening to this podcast and you're not going to go and take any action. You're not going to go and film that video we've just discussed. You're not going to go and look at the concept of a webinar and how that could be um, successful for your business. That's the difference between action taking and um, you know being stuck in the, in the learning mode. So I'm glad you brought that one up. Um, in your in your time in, in you know the last few years, you know there's probably a few of these. But what was your biggest aha light bulb moment when you knew that um, you know by understanding marketing that that this could be you know the, the path for you to to, to go down. Um, I know you wake up every morning and you have an aha moment, but um, mm, yeah, what, uh, what, what, what's one of your biggest <laughs> biggest aha light bulb moments that you've had that you realise that you know what this this internet stuff or this marketing stuff is is achieved most? Yeah, um, it'll definitely be the kind of transition period of me going from being a a consultant um, at the kind of end of my IT career and you know then going full-time internet marketing um, it was really the aha moment the true like brick to the head was when I started seeing myself as a creator even though I was creative like specifically in a creative field but when I saw myself as the creator rather than the worker bee everything changed in my head um, and my thought patterns and my beliefs and the things that I talk about, the things that I do, they all change. But up until that point, I'd always seen myself as a you know, worker because I, I was in a job and it conditions your mind to think that there's certain boundaries and there's some things that you can or can't do or there's you know, some things that only other people should do. And when you see yourself as a creator, it's like, no, you know, screw all that stuff. There are no limitations. I can... I can achieve or create or build or or do whatever I want and it, the responsibility is with me. If it fails, I wear the cost. But if it succeeds, then I get the rewards and that's what's on the line. And, and you really kind of operate in a different space there, man, because there's, there's no safety net. You know, you can't just go, oh, well, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter because I've still got a job and I'll still get my pay every week. It's... You know, it's it's not that you've got to be really accountable for it. And when you realise that, uh, all the glass ceiling just vanishes. It blows away. Yeah, cool, mate. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and it, it's it's quite amazing when when you have these type of moments. You know that you actually realise because it, it just takes you to a new stratosphere, doesn't it? And and um, you know that opens that sky sky up more. And and, and I remember, yeah, yeah. Remember that time when we were, you know, I think we were talking when I was driving in the car before you came up up here for um, Krusty Demons or Nitro, whatever it was, and you were basically telling your aha moment and you, you know, you're giving me an update on everything that's happening in your business and then you're like, yeah. man, if, you, if you'd have told me I was, you know, a few years ago back when you were doing like labouring or whatever it was, if you told me that I was going to do this, you know, I would have laughed at you and walked away and said, no, nah, you, you're crazy, mate. And see what I mean? There's such a huge difference and shift between how you used to see yourself as a, a labourer or a worker to now you are the creator and, and all this stuff around you is, is happening and manifesting because of what you're thinking. Yeah, look, again, mate, you are definitely in my head because I was just about to say that and, um and I was even going to mention the fact of, um, you know, your shift that you've had in the last 12 months, even going from, you know, I guess almost a total change of direction. And, and I guess we, we can lead into that right now, you know, like what, what's in store for you moving forward that was different 12 months ago and, and what's that taken for you to be able to, to make that shift? Um, probably just even more simplifying. So um, I'd already shifted into the less is more type business model, um, you know, kind of less clients and charging each of them more money specifically. Um, but over the last 12 months, um, I definitely, you know, I, I still enjoy that and I appreciate that. Um, so I'm not going to change that format. But my, um, my consistent income, you know, like the passive side of things, um, you know, that's that's practically non-existent in my world and it's it's not hard for me to put that together. So I've just got to 
you know, basically put in the effort and stay dedicated with that. And it really comes down to, you know, getting more information products out and then getting the, the campaigns and the funnels behind them so that I also have consistent passive income because, you know, when you think about it technically, that was the original thing that lured us all into this online marketing thing was the passive income. But realistically, um, not a huge amount of people actually have consistent passive income from online marketing. Mm. You know, it's just like big chunks here and there, and that's that's okay if you're into the product launch thing or doing events. Um, but I, I'd like to be, I want to be balanced. I guess that's the answer to your question. I'm learning to be balanced, so having the big chunks and the campaigns and the launches is fine, but mm-hmm. also throughout the year have the consistent, you know, cash flow coming in, and that's something I'm having to kind of grow up and mature in myself, and you know, get both of them uh, operating at the same time. model and she's got some type of bikini body plan program <laughs> I'll just add that <laughs> but, um, for everyone else um, standing out as alright this is an interesting question Bretto, um, I'd never thought about it that way, I know a lot of PTs and you know I'm kind of involved with, with your industry on the fringes so I guess to stand out um Right now, I guess it would be to really focus on mobile and devices because that's, you know, really where the world is now. And so whether that's making, you know, um, videos for Facebook that, you know, with ad campaigns that are specifically targeted to, you know, iPhones and just making stuff that can go into people's hands. That's the point. It's not just about mobile. That's the point, you know, that most people are interacting with the web now by this little device in their hand rather than sitting on a computer. So if mm. you understand that, you know, especially with the with the you know, the crowd that's on the go, just make sure you're putting your content and your media and whatever your message is, put it into their hand and don't just think about, you know, it's a website or it's a web page or, you know, those, you know, kind of typical sitting on a computer browsing online type things. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, again, get on the mobile any way you can and get into their their hand. And the best way to do that is, you know, literally Facebook because there's hundreds of millions of people um, interacting with Facebook specifically with their their device, not sitting on a computer. It's it's huge, man. So let me throw you in the deep end because I totally agree with that because, like, if we were to look at statistics, I know for a fact that 64% of our users view our information on mobiles. Now, that... 
statistic. You know, we're not talking a couple of hundred visitors a month. We're talking thousands and thousands of people that that statistic is drawn upon. So, you know, if, for us, for example, if, if we weren't to look at mobile and make sure everything that we've done is mobile friendly, um, or we don't have a mobile app, you know, what we're really doing is we're leaving leaving things on the table. You know, so we've just created our um, our FitCheck app, um, which is a recipe sharing app. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that was. I think the first beta came out, um, it could have been five months ago now. And look, that version was not the best version around, um, but we still got it out there. Um, and to date, we've, we've done an update. We've done a massive update on it, a total makeover, basically. We spent you know, thousands on it. And um, to date, we've had uh, close to 50,000 people um, get this app, um, which, you know, the paid app, it's not free either. Um, mm-hmm. But it just goes to show you that if you don't know the numbers of people out there looking for certain things, you know, you're missing out on a whole whole multitude of, um, you know, of income. You know, you're just leaving it out there to dry. Um, so where I was heading with that, mate, is um, if you're given a 1000 bucks, and let's stay on the mobile thing here. If you're given $1,000 and you just, and I gave you a certificate as a personal trainer, um, what would you do to get started in this industry? And, and give us some specific so if I gave you a thousand dollars, yep, and you had to go and let's, let's stick with the mobile theme for now. What what would you do to get? What's the outcome? What are we looking for? Well, you you, you want to run a bit. You want to run a business, right? So you want to earn mm-hmm. money. So whatever, however you do that, whether that's you know all based online or you want to use it to drive people to your personal training business, what would you mm-hmm. do? All right, I'll give you a specific that's relevant to, you know, your audience and those that are listening. So you're a PT, um, personal trainer, and I, in that situation, would definitely put my my $1,000 pretty much all to traffic, and um, I would, you know, go to, the, go to the effort of putting together a short landing page that... Um, you know, get straight to the point about the the outcomes and the benefits, but it would it wouldn't really be selling anything. It would be a capture page, so you're asking their name and email or name and phone number, um, and you're incentivizing you know all that traffic to basically uh, fill their details in, so that you can you know open a conversation with them. And I would you know advertise that page using you know n- nice rich photos and definitely um, videos using Facebook ads going directly to mobile and I would be, you know, targeting folks that are in my, you know, specific catchment, so whether it's my postcode or my, my city, so that everyone I'm talking to, um, you know, I can sign up as clients and meet them, you know, at the park or the gym that's within, you know, 10 or 20 minutes of both of us and, and just really focus on local because that's another powerful thing with Facebook advertising is, you know, not just the ability to find people on their on the handheld devices, but also based upon their location. So if you, know, you don't want to be wasting your budget, you know, getting traffic from the other side of, you know, your state or in a completely different country because, you know, if you're in the personal training business, you've got to be there with them. Um, so using the combination of those two, sending all the traffic to that page, capturing as many, you know, leads as I could and then following them up straight away, that's where I'd start. And that's... Now, that's guaranteed clients within, you know, literally within days signed up and you've spoken mm. to them and you've met them and you've shook your hand. And you know that whole process of when you're, you know, greeting new clients and you bring them into your program and you're training them, that, that stuff comes naturally. But you just need to get them on the call or down the park or at the gym or for a quick coffee, you know, whatever it is, let's, let's start this. And, you know, that's the great thing about you guys. It's always like starting a friendship with a PT. It's not just about a client. It's about, hey, man, you know, we're in this together and, What's some things in your world, and you know how can I help? It's it's uh, it's a good flow, and and that's what I'd be using the web for. It's just getting people to that point where we can have the conversation. Cool, and and I I think an important point to hammer home, and I, and I talk about this in most episodes, is that whole return on investment. Now, if you were to use that thousand dollars to drive traffic, now you need to look at well, how many clients do I need to get out of that for it to be worthwhile? And and if we just use some basic maths. Someone training twice a week with you at fifty dollars, it's a hundred dollars a week. It's going to take you ten weeks. Um, so if you've got someone on a twelve-week um, 
transformation program, your first client will pay for your whole $1,000 traffic. Um, yep. You know, so <laughs> I, I think that's um, very, very valuable there um, because, you know, it can become hard sometimes when the return on investment isn't thought about. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 I mean, yourself, you know, in, in the marketing realm and spending thousands and thousands of dollars in Facebook, you know, it, it all comes down to return on investment and, um, you know, I can't hammer that point home enough. Yep. So, um, Nick, I mean, maybe it's, it's, it's actually becoming um, to the end of the time there. Um, I know you, you have to, to jump off and I've got to um, go to another meeting very shortly, but um, is there cool. any, other word, any other words of wisdom that uh, you'd like to share? Because what I'm definitely going to do is, you don't know this yet, but we're going to get you back on another episode and, and we're going um, to talk purely um, based around... Um, webinars and we're going to do that after I've actually um, gone ahead and, and run a webinar and sold some stuff from it myself. Um, mm. So maybe we could use it as a um, an impromptu example that we can talk about. So words of wisdom to finish off the call um, that uh, you think would be useful to anyone out there listening. Uh, some words of wisdom that's for your audience and for you, which is if you're sitting on a list and you've already got those contacts and those leads and that database, you are literally sitting on anywhere from twenty to $50,000 that you wouldn't really know is sitting there, but by using a webinar, you'll pull that out within, within seven days. So I guess that's the challenge for, for you, Bretto, and everyone else out there is don't just you know sweep it under the rug or say, oh, it's one of those things I'm going to get around to eventually. This is like the, the secret of the online industry. This is how... Most of the big guys make most of their money is with this one method. So it's not just another thing or, or one thing. It's really important. And if you've already got that list or database, you're sitting on a ton of money that you, you don't currently see right now and you won't ever produce because you're not using the, the formula that goes into webinars. So I'll share that, mate. Perfect, mate. Perfect. Thank you very much. And, it, you know, the hidden money in every business, it's, uh, it's sitting right underneath you. So... Look, Nick, mate, thanks a lot for uh, jumping on board and I know how valuable your time is. And uh, cool, yeah, thanks, thanks again for sharing sharing your knowledge and so forth. We're definitely going to have you back on here and I know there's some really good, uh, valuable lessons out of that. So, uh, brother, mate, until next time, um, peace out and uh, be, good to you, be good to your friends, right? It's cool, man. <laughs> thanks, yeah, for the, thanks for the time. Excellent. Take care.